Outlaw leadership is American leadership. And I think Americans, if they don't understand how often that outlaw spirit has influenced us, they're missing something important on how we've developed as a people. Hi, I'm Tori Reed, the CEO of Victory and Noble, as well as the executive producer for Getting Deals Done. Getting Deals Done is about one of three dynamic intentions. Number one, the success mindset, which is about the visionary doer as well as the dream catcher. Number two, systems, what it takes to get deals done in the world. And number three, power, how big things are done in the world. Getting Deals Done is about impacting humanity one deal at a time. Our shows are produced for the busy executive in under 20 minutes with voiceovers that aim to clarify, inspire, and raise your collective business IQ. We hope the show will leave you supercharged with capital energy, focused with purpose, and ready to do your very best by being your best. Welcome to Getting Deals Done with Patrick Howell, my partner and a tenured financier, as well as someone who knows a thing or two about getting the deal done. We are pleased to share, courtesy of our partners at Vivro Water, a sustainable solutions company that mirrors our commitment to clarity, focus, and a better world. Vivro's water solutions for business have already helped divert tens of millions of wasteful plastic bottles from landfills and waterways. Every day, Vivro systems across the globe help forward-thinking companies transform their own on-premise water into a source for pure and reliable filtered hydration. Let Vivro help you and your business leave a legacy of stewardship, health, and wellness that will literally make you feel good inside. Go to vivrowater.com, V-I-V-R-E-A-U, water.com for more information. There is a tradition in American culture of bucking the system in order to make the system. Sound jarring, messy, toxic? Whether Americans in the Revolutionary War against England or African-Americans struggling against a 400-year system of oppression, terrorism, and inhumanity, America is made by those who root it from its caste and remake it anew. This spirit of struggle, the spirit of reinvention, the spirit of outlaw leadership are the subject of MBA professor, novelist, and screenwriter Bruce Craven's latest musings. This spirit is the essence of innovation, business leadership, and industrial moxie that have vaulted America to a global wonder and one of the wealthiest nations in history. In this episode of Getting Deals Done, we talk with Bruce Craven and explore historic anomalies and their modern-day equivalencies, how American systems have been made by those who upended convention in order to establish a new order and a new way forward. First off, I wanted to talk about the thematic construct of this show today, outlaw leadership. What the heck do Willie Nelson, Walt Whitman, Toni Morrison, and Frederick Douglass all have in common, and what is outlaw leadership? The end of 2018, I finished this book I wrote Mm -hmm. on leadership in Game of Thrones, and it was an idea that I'd been working on for a while. It had been brought to me by an editor some years back, and I'd incorporated it into this elective I teach at Columbia Business School. So I put a lot of work into that, and it was all really about this idea of connecting characters from Game of Thrones to leadership ideas. And the course I teach is the same idea, connecting 
narratives in fiction, film, theater, and extracting learnings from what these different characters stumble through, mistakes they make, ideas they put into action that may, may mm -hmm. or may not work out, and how we can learn from that. I'm grading homework now. One of the students said, you know, life is long, but in a way, life is short. And if we try to go through everything and experience it all ourselves, we're not going to be able to do that. But if we read fiction and we watch movies and we watch plays and we kind of engage with narrative that way, we can learn so much more because we can live so much more in terms of all the stories we can engage with. So to get to your, I'm getting to your question. So the book came out 2019. Last year, I was sort of coming off traveling, speaking, teaching. The pandemic hit. I was here at home in the Palm Springs area in Southern California. And I started to write some poems. Hmm. And I thought, I'm, I want to write some poems about people that just inspired me. Because, you know, this was probably March a year ago, right? So it was kind of an intense time. It was a little bit of an ominous time. But for me, in a way, it was also a good time because I was off the road. I was back with my wife and my kids. And I thought, you know, when I'm under pressure, I tend to read books, biographies about different people that inspire me. Wow. Willie Nelson, who I think I saw first time live when I was 19 years old in LA and who I saw recently, probably when I was at the age of about 56, you know, here in the desert. And as he might or might not know, he's about 88 now. So he's been playing a long yep. time. But reading about musicians, social activists, novelists, poets, that's film people. That's always been a way for me to relax. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to take that knowledge that I've accrued by reading about them. And I'm going to put it in these short poems. Hmm. And then I'm going to try to connect leadership ideas I love it. to what are essentially these short biographical vignettes. You know, they're like moments in the person's life. I learned working in investor relations as an investment banker that capital markets and investment conferences are the central nervous system of American capitalism. The bloodstream of American industry is the automobile. More than any other individual, Henry Ford and his commoditization of the American automobile have made America's global economic leadership possible. Before the Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos, there was Henry Ford, exemplifying that titan of industry drive and vision. Cars, we go to work and come home in them. They take us on cross-country trips. They are the industrial mobilization of the modern world. Henry Ford revolutionized American business by developing assembly line mass production, systemically lowering cost, and was a business creative whose innovations created a franchise system that put dealerships throughout North America and on six continents. His outlaw leadership is exemplified today by Tesla's Elon Musk, who has made luxury brand fuel-efficient vehicles globally available. Oh, and create a $688 billion market cap company. Okay, so do you see a direct correlation between Frederick Douglass and uh, Willie Nelson? What's the relationship between two gentlemen that could have a more disparate background? I love that question. To me, the connection is that both of them are people that follow mm -hmm. their own path, and they, they really carve their own path. In my leadership course, we start by talking about Joseph Campbell, who wrote a book called The Hero with Thousand mm -hmm. Faces. And the hero's journey is something that many people have heard of. And the hero's journey is really, in his first book, Campbell looked at all these different myths and stories and religions and narratives from all these different cultures, and he compared them. And he was able to extract this idea of a hero or a heroine 
stepping out against adversity on a path that probably didn't even exist, sort of carving their path as they went out into the unknown. And the idea from all these different cultures, something I think is very human, is that if we can, as individuals, push ourselves into the unknown, you know, it's scary and there's a lot of risk and we're not guaranteed we're going to make it through, but often we can come through having accomplished great things. Yes. And to me, there's a number of people that fall in this category, but to me, Willie Nelson and Frederick Douglass are two, as you said, very disparate in a way, but very American figures who fought their way forward against adversity. I mean, Douglass's adversity is, as you know, horrific. I mean, mm-hmm. he was raised as a slave um, back when well, he's one of my personal heroes. Country, and he fought. Yeah. He is mine, too. I have a picture of him on my wall. And I know when I was working on the Game of Thrones book, I kept looking up at his picture at really difficult times. So I'd go out walking in the desert, and I'd sort of think of I'd almost talk to him like a mentor, mm-hmm. you know, come on, like, help me get through, help me push through this. You know, you faced harder things than this. Let me be confident, pursue my goals. I mean, with Willie Nelson, you had a guy that, you know, his colleagues in the American country music scene back in the 60s and 70s, a lot of his good friends were really succeeding. He was with his band getting in cars and driving literally across the country. Mm-hmm to maybe do a 60 minute gig and then drive halfway across the country in a different direction. But he was pursuing a dream. I think in a much probably more scary way, that's what Douglas was doing. You know, he was pursuing a dream as a young boy when he realized, hey, there is a world outside of slavery. Yes, There's a world outside of this environment where I could have more freedom to pursue what's important to me. And once he achieved that freedom, he continued to push for that freedom for other people, whether it was for African-Americans, the end of slavery, the suffragette movement. I think it was James Baldwin that said, you know, I'm just paraphrasing here, but, you know, said that Douglas was an amazing man, amazing for his time and no saint, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's, I think it's, we can fall into a trap of trying to expect everyone to be perfect in the eyes of some evaluative lens we're Mm -hmm. using at that moment. To me, what's really powerful about Douglas is his just perpetual commitment to what he felt was important for hmm. the nation. Yes. So outlaw leadership in many ways is quintessentially American leadership. You're talking about Frederick Douglass. I'm thinking about Muhammad Ali. I'm thinking about people that are unafraid to do what they believe in, even if it runs against the current of everything that everybody else is standing for and are unafraid to sit there and take the consequences of that. So I think of James Baldwin. I also think of another one of our executive producers on the show, Tori Reed, is always talking about Bob Marley, Marlon Brando. She's talking about Prince, Jimi Hendrix, these type of personalities. So outlaw leadership in many ways is just a way of sitting there saying American leadership. It's how America's gotten to where it is in the last 200 years. You can think of Martin Luther King perhaps as well in that brand of leadership. What a great concept. By the way, I completely agree with that. It's often people, I mean, Muhammad Ali, I clearly need, need to include in here. Toni Morrison, I use her documentary on the novelist Toni Morrison hmm. in my leadership class. And there's a great, great moment where she was not marching in the civil rights events that were happening at that time. And she knew that, but what she decided she was going to do was rather than march, rather than be on the streets, she was going to work hard to promote the voices of all the people that mm-hmm. were out on the streets and that were pushing for social change and improving the whole nature of our country. And one of the things she did was she put out a book on oh, Muhammad really? Ali. And when she met him, she needed to sort of win his 
confidence and it's a compelling moment in the documentary when she realizes she has to earn his confidence in this one mm-hmm. moment she finds a way to present herself as sort of a mature woman a woman of wisdom and he turns to her and trusts her it's, it's powerful In the Guinness Book of World Records, Madame C.J. Walker is recorded as the first female self-made millionaire. Can you imagine in the 1800s, in the early 1900s, being not only Black in America, but a woman and saying, I'm going to be a multimillionaire entrepreneur, philanthropist, political and social activist. That is the textbook definition of business moxie. And that is the soul of American ingenuity. She made her fortune by developing and marketing a line of black women hair care products and cosmetics with the Madame C.J. Walker Manufacturing Company. Her modern incarnation is Oprah Winfrey, who's created a multi-billion dollar media company. The queen of all media is worth $2.7 billion, while also fostering philanthropic interest as the greatest black philanthropist in American history as her all-girls school in South Africa, the Angel Network, the Oprah Winfrey Foundation, and the Oprah Winfrey Operating Foundation. It's clear with Oprah, sharing is caring. Matter of fact, it's a multi-billion dollar endeavor. It's how the new captains of industry make the world go round. And it's the blueprint that the LeBron James, Robert Smith, and Colin Kaepernick's are building their legacy on, as well as our brand new future. But yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Outlaw leadership is an American, is American leadership. And I think Americans, if they don't understand how often that outlaw spirit has influenced us, they're missing something important on how we've developed as a people, you mm-hmm. know, from throwing the king's tea into the, <laughs> into the water and just our sense of ongoing rebellion. Now, right now, of course, politically, we're seeing a lot of rebellion on both sides. And some of it I would agree with and some of it I would strongly push back on. I think there's a history of nonviolent protest, which is fundamentally important. Well, definitely on uh, either side, though, there's, sure there's that spirit of outlaw leadership. Like, I'm going to run against the grain and I'm going to do what I believe, damn the consequences. Let's make this happen. Yeah, absolutely. And some of that will bubble up, certainly, in this manuscript. I'm excited. I, I think it. I've written about 70 of the short poems that are happening. In it. I, love, I love the poetry more. that you've written. Thanks. I've been keeping up with you on Instagram. Next question. Leadership through fiction is an idea that is crystallized inside of your teachings at Columbia University. Also your book, Win or Die, which we just mentioned and spoke about, Leadership Secrets from the Game of Thrones. What can fiction teach us about Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Elon Musk, or Melinda Gates? Fiction can allow us to look at, as I said earlier, to look at characters that are struggling in very competitive, Mm -hmm. demanding environments. And some of those characters we will identify in a positive way. Some of those characters we won't. If you want to look at Game of Thrones, for those of you not familiar with the narrative, there's a family in the north in Winterfell, the Starks. Without giving too much away, many of them go on this very long journey to achieve a level of, mm-hmm. of independence and of power and to positively impact their world. In the process of doing that, they face horrible challenges, horrible stakes, very intense stakes. And one of the reasons fiction can help us is ideally we're not in an environment where we're fighting with swords to make it through the day or we're confronting fire-breathing dragons, but we are facing environments of competition. We're facing environments where things are really high stakes Mm -hmm. and we're seeing that 
probably the whole history of the United States in politics, but we're certainly seeing that right now. And to my mind, Biden and Harris are stepping in and doing something that Sansa Stark needs to mm-hmm. do at a certain point in Game of Thrones. They're showing their authority, their authenticity, and their leadership wisdom by earning the followership of people. Mm-hmm. Now, there's many ways to earn the followership of people. We see that in Game of Thrones, too, and we see that in our country. You can earn followership by demonizing an enemy within your country and creating sort of a separation between the people within one nation. I don't think Biden and Harris are doing that. I think they're working hard to create a big space where everyone is welcome and they're trying to hold themselves accountable for getting solutions out there. Now we know it's a very divisive political Mm -hmm. environment. That's a challenge, but again, in Game of Thrones, characters face those kinds of challenges all the way through. And if they keep their head on their neck, They're doing pretty good. Whether Walt Disney or Kevin Feige, George Washington Carver or investment banker Robert Smith, investment banker Melody Hobson or Harriet Tubman, Yahoo founder Jerry Yang, or fashion impresario Barrow Wang, America is the embodiment of the renegade spirit of leadership outlaw. And outlaw leadership is about harnessing the discipline of perseverance, vision, and individuality to win for all. What different thoughts do you have? How are you different, and how is your thinking different from others that are around you? What have you done to bring those thoughts from the invisible world of imagination to this side of reality? Because that's how the outliers function, by being distinct, honing their uniqueness, projecting their uniqueness. Often misunderstood, ridiculed, and even maligned, these outliers, impresarios of business and systems, first master themselves, find a way to shine from within, and upon mastery, share their gifts with the world. Individualism and its myriad of expressions is the fuel that makes American business boom decade after decade. And in the coming 2021 super economy is no different. We are in the age of the high frequency outlaw leader. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Getting Deals Done. Each show is engineered as meditation on success by the same team that has brought you success meditations on the art of life, as well as being your very best self with our flagship program, Here's to Life with Tori Reid. We look forward to bringing you another dynamic offering globally every two weeks. Be sure to join us for our virtual mastermind forum. And remember, prosperity is a state of being, not a ledger line on your bank account. The Hilton Sacramento Arden West in Sacramento, California, is committed to creating a safe and relaxing experience, including delivery of a clean stay from check-in to check-out. Located a couple of exits from downtown Sacramento and California's capital, our hotel provides a world-class stay, amenities, and rooms at the center of the California experience. California is a world-class economy with visionaries, doers, and dream catchers at its heart. Our mission, as with Here's to Life and Getting Deals Done, is the highest possible expression of excellence, business moxie, humanity, and client care. As the world moves at a fast and sometimes hectic pace, we will provide you with a peace of mind. The Hilton Sacramento Arden West is here to make your experience a better one. We look forward to receiving you. I am Ginger Levert, 
Director of Sales and Marketing at the Hilton Sacramento Art and West. Our focus is on the customer experience and a pristine excellence. When you travel to Sacramento, stay with us and I guarantee your peace of mind. I am Amu Bemevege, the founder of Afrobees. Our station is broadcast on nearly 50 million screens, laptops and smartphones in Europe and Africa since 1996. Afrobees is looking forward to working with our new American partners, Victoria and Noble. Today, Afrobees is also the owner of a Pan-African TV network called UBiz News TV and one worldwide Afro network, our vision for the new millennium. We have many other shows where we discuss politics, entertainment and culture. Our mission is to bring Africa, the Caribbean, America and the diaspora together with inspiring and educational programming. Afrobees is for the future and Africa is that future now. Find out more about us at ubiznewstv.com and one.africa. That's W-A-N dot Africa.